So we wanted to create something that was general enough that every step family could get something out of it. Yeah. But specific enough so that it wasn't, you know, it, it's just like they couldn't create their own ideas, you know, yeah. we, yeah. we needed to have some specific aspects to it. Thank you for joining us and welcome to another Family Care Learning Podcast. My name is Brandon Jones and I am the Director of Clinical Services with Arizona Family Counseling and Christian Family Care. Um, for those of you watching, I'm so excited about what we're going to be talking about today. One, because it affects me personally, um, but two, I think it, it addresses such a really important aspect of strengthening families that AFC is 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 growing into. And so today I have with me Steve, who is a therapist of Arizona Family Counseling, and his wife, Deanna. And they have had the opportunity to serve and minister hundreds, right? Hundreds of couples in their marriages, but not just any kind of marriage, really they're leaning into step families or blended families, or as they like to call, uh, call them merged families. And so Steve and Deanna, thank you so much for, for joining us here today. Uh, for those of you that are watching, I would love for you to, I want to encourage you think about those families that, you know, there are so many merged families all around us. And sometimes we're not even aware of it. We don't really think of it. Um, but I really think this is going to be uh, a series of podcasts that could be super encouraging um, for those people that you love, that you care about, that you know that are part of a merged family. And so would you just maybe start off by sharing, uh, so you've made this curriculum can you talk a little bit about kind of how that started and what, what you kind of noticed were you needs um, that caused you to, to create this? Sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, we, my Deanna and I had gotten involved with uh, step family ministry as we called it back then um, years and years ago. And uh, we had uh, then were asked to take over the ministry and when we did, um, the, the ministry actually started to grow, not, not, not by anything we were really doing, but, uh, but God was really growing the ministry in that transition period. And we had a bunch of small groups. We had probably about eight, seven or eight small groups uh, with, with leaders that uh, were seasoned leaders that had been in small group with us. Yeah. And um, we were sending more and more couples to their small groups, you know, as they would come in and say, Hey, we'd really like to get involved in this ministry. And so we'd send them over there. And all of a sudden we started getting reports from the leadership team stating that, Hey, uh, we need to figure something out here because as you send us new people, we're having to stop whatever we're doing in our small group and go back to the beginning and teach these people everything that you guys taught us. Mm. And it was really disruptive in yeah. some ways. Yeah, They were willing to do it, yeah. but they just thought that there was a better way. And yeah. so the leadership team came to us and said, well, would you guys consider writing a curriculum and teaching a class? Actually, they said we needed to put the new couples through a boot camp. And I'm like, <laughs> I think a boot camp yeah. might yeah. be a little bit harsh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. But there's you know, terminology. Yeah, I mean, they wanted yeah. to, it's like they didn't know the terminology. They didn't know the lingo. They didn't, you know, a, a lot of the things that, you know, couples needed to know coming into it. And it was just, it was making it difficult. Yeah. So then what we did is we decided to sit down with the leadership team and say, okay, guys, you want this to happen. Let's do this together. Yeah. And so we, we spent summer. an entire summer 
once a week and we met as a leadership team and we're like, okay, what are the most important things that need to be in this? Yeah. yeah. And we just brainstormed as a group. And then um, Deanna and I took that. And from there over the next, it probably took a good year to uh, start developing curriculum, just even developing into an outline format. Yeah. And then eventually we turned it into classes that were taught. Wow. Wow. And, and so I just, I think that's what a blessing, like thinking about years ago when this happened, right? Like a lot of prayer, a lot of time and energy, uh, kind of collaboration between pastors and people have walked through this journey. And so for those of you out there that are just going, I wonder if this is helpful. It's just crazy thinking about how God led you through this development and there are people watching now that are going to hopefully benefit from this and strengthen their family years after this process. And so would you talk a little bit about, so, right, like a lot of churches have marriage ministries. Um, What are some of the unique things that you were kind of learning or finding with these couples that were step families, merged families that just kind of made the, the needs a little different? I'll take this one. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So when you get married the first time and there are no children involved, the main issues are probably going to be finances. They're going to be, you know, who squishes the toothpaste from the bottom and who squishes yeah. it from the middle. Yeah. yeah. I'm a middle squisher. Okay. Uh, oh man. <laughs> we have separate tubes. Yeah. We do. yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's like Works. basic marriage one one right? Yeah. Right. But when you bring children into a step family and you go through the regular, um, marriage counseling, what doesn't come into effect is dealing with a former spouse. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Steve was married prior. He brought three girls into um, our marriage and his first wife um, and he were not at the best uh, co-parenting level yeah. that they eventually got to. In yeah. fact, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Whereas when I came in with my daughter, uh, my first husband was nowhere to be seen. Mm. So yeah. while... Yes, we represent some types of step families. Um, the mainstream information wasn't gonna, it wasn't gonna work for us. Yeah, um, yeah. No, in fact, yeah. we were finding out that um, couples that would go through, even if it was just pastoral counseling, I don't wanna say pastoral, lay counseling. Yeah. Because it wasn't necessarily the pastors that were counseling, but going through lay counseling through the church, everybody was counseling them based on a nuclear family dynamic yeah. and yeah. an ideal and the ideal instead of the real. marriage. Yeah. Yeah. But that wasn't the truth in a step family Yeah, is the ideal doesn't exist anymore. Yep. Now we're trying to recreate a new ideal and, 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 and don't get me wrong. Everything is biblical. Yeah. That we teach. Right. And we spent many, many years actually uh, working this out with pastoral staff yeah. and making sure that everything was agreeable within the church itself. Yeah. And that was very important to us. We did not want to be uh, considered renegades that were trying <laughs> right. to teach some, right. some, you know, some uh, philosophy out that goes outside of the church. Right. Yeah. It was non-biblical. Right. And it, it's so interesting, right? Because it, with step families, it being a child of a step family, and even just hearing some of the talk discussion about going to church and those different things, there can be a sense, I think sometimes of like, we're kind of less than, or we're, we're, there's guilt and shame, which I think if I, if, if we're honest, that's, that's an area where 
Satan kind of attacks, right? It's through this shame of that. And, and, and to have a ministry that goes, I'm meeting you right where you're at in the unideal living circumstances that we all live in and go through. But right. Like that feels a lot like how Jesus meets us, right. In our brokenness, in our struggle and patiently works with us. And so I love that you have poured so much thought and energy into this curriculum. And so the, the title of the curriculum that is this developing a healthy merged family so can you kind of share uh, just what, what the material covers? Yeah, sure. Um, so so what, what originally when we created this curriculum and we created it through the church, we used the, the acronym or the across. I always get those wrong. Yeah, yeah. Acronym yeah. acrostic. Yeah. Which one is it? Yeah. But we used, it, we used the term steps. Okay. Okay. And, but it was all designed, you know, scripturally based, everything for the church. And it stood for surrender, train, embrace, prepare, and share. So it was a five-step process. And what it was is that there's a lot of great curriculum. There's a lot of great books that are written on step families or blended families yeah. the you know those are the two most common terms and then there are a lot of terrible books <laughs> there are right. a lot yeah there are a lot of books, books that there. are not what we would recommend but there are right. a lot of great ones so we're not trying to reinvent the wheel here but what we saw as we were sitting down with our leadership team was that there is a process that every family does go through we don't all face the same things as step families. Every step family is different. Every step family is unique in their own way. A lot of it has to do with the family dynamics, yeah. you know, um, and whether co-parenting is workable or not workable between right. the, the, the former spouses. But so what we saw is we saw, began to see this process taking place that every step family moved through. So we wanted to create something that was general enough that every step family could get something out of it. Yeah. But specific enough so that it wasn't, you know, it, it's just like they couldn't create their own ideas, you know, yeah, we, yeah. we needed to have some specific aspects to it. So in the process though, we kind of recreated the name because okay. for one, we don't really care what a ministry is called, step family, blended family, you know, bonus family, whatever. <laughs> right. Uh, There's a lot, I know you didn't know. Yeah, yeah, he's not, not about afraid of bonus. Mom. I don't know about bonus. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm not a blend mom. Yeah. <laughs> My daughters don't see her as a bonus mom. Well, they didn't back then. They might yeah. today, but, yeah. but, but back then they didn't. And so actually it was Deanna that came up with the, a new terminology. Uh, that we utilize ourselves, but we use everything interchangeably, but yeah. that's merge, M-E-R-G-E. And if you think about the merged family, if you think about a road sign where traffic is merging, you've got two traffic patterns coming together, two yeah. families that, that started in separate areas yeah. that are coming together and they're trying to form one. Mm. And that was a kind of a term that was just like, yeah, gosh, yeah. we love that. Yeah. We love that. And, yeah. uh, and actually I wasn't on board at first, but then the no. more we thought about it and the more I really liked that terminology. So we're not trying to recreate anything, yeah. you know, we're not trying to make it like, let's get, let's get rid of step family. And, no. But part of it was because the term step family, everybody thinks Disney, the wicked stepmother, right. you know, everything yeah. step yeah. is negative when yeah. you refer to step relationships. Yeah. Blended, blended is more popular today than step. Yeah. Um, but even that, when you think about blended, go I, for it. I, was uh, working on staff at a church, and I said, hey, I need an image of a blended family. 
Um, and what I got was an interracial family. Yeah. And so there was a confusion of what is a blended family. Yeah. And people in other countries actually um, said, so a blended family, that's where like they're interracial, right? And it's like, okay, blended's probably not going to work outside right. of America. Right. And we don't want to just keep it in America because sadly, um, in our travels, we have seen that Western culture of divorce is moving mm. um, into to other uh, cultures where marriage was very, very important before. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's almost like, well, if the Americans can do it or the Europeans can do it, then we can do it too, yeah. which is detrimental to the health <clears throat> of the family. Yeah. So go ahead. Go. So, I mean, in, to your point, right? Like even thinking about the whole merge uh, sign, right? And it's like, you can have some really nasty traffic merging situations, right? Sure. That mm -hmm. cause all kinds of accidents yeah. and injuries, right? right? Mm -hmm. But then if, if y'all know how you're navigating, where you're going, the speed at which is acceptable to go, right? Like it just makes so much sense in my head as, as you're talking about that mm -hmm. as far as, so here's a curriculum we're laying out that kind of helps kind of work through some of these details that is really going to be supportive to the merging of these, these families mm -hmm. together. And so will you share a little bit about the, what are the letters stand for in merge family? Yeah, absolutely. So the M in merge stands for managing expectations. Okay. There's a lot of expectations that people bring into a marriage, even a first marriage, you bring yeah. in some expectations, maybe the, the, the bride to be has this ideal of, you know, having this wonderful fairy tale wedding. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There could be a lot of expectations. There's expectations that we have coming into a merged family as well. And so it's identifying those uh, uh, expectations. What are the expectations that you struggle with? And we list uh, several expectations yeah. um, that, w that we go through within the class. So identifying what you struggle with and then learning how to deal with those expectations. Yeah. How do you manage them properly? Yeah. How do you then surrender those expectations? Mm, yeah, yeah. And surrendering is such a negative word for people. <clears throat> Managing is more palatable. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's you do want to be able to manage what's going on around you, right? Because yeah. we can't all live in total chaos. We right. know that that doesn't work well for any family dynamic or right. individual. Right. And so being able to manage, yes, there is an ideal that maybe we'll be able to reach, but maybe with our kind of family, we will never be able to reach and we need to be okay yeah. if we're different. Yeah. We can have a different ideal, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think sure. even thinking in as a stepchild working, you know, working within the context of two different merged families that I was going back and forth with, right? There was all kinds of unspoken expectations that we're trying to navigate and people getting upset and frustrated with as far as when things weren't happening the way that they want. It would just create so many, so much tension, right? And so what a, even a helpful thing as far as going, okay, I have these expectations. I become aware of them. And then how can I negotiate these in a, in a healthy way or maybe set some of them aside? Mm -hmm. That would have been so beneficial. Me right? go, growing because up. Sure yeah. I felt like as a child, let's say you were with one parent Monday through Friday and the other yeah. parent on the weekends. Right. right. So let's say you lived in Japan yeah. Monday through Friday and you spoke <laughs> Japanese and you yeah. wore a kimono and you yeah. know, yeah. and you ate, um, 
sushi, right? Yeah. But then all of a sudden on Friday during your transition day, yeah. you were in, I don't know, pick a country. Yeah, Mexico. Right, Mexico. So now you're speaking July, Spanish and you're yeah. eating tacos and, yeah. you know, there's a different dress code and there's different rules. Yeah. So as this kid goes transitioning from one home to another, it is really like going from one country or one culture yeah. to another. Yeah. Um, and those two homes may never align to be exactly the same. Right. Chances are they won't. I mean, yeah. it's very slim if they can even resemble right. each other. Right. But for that child, um, just knowing what the rules are because the parents have yeah. um, better expectations. Yeah, yeah. And so many managing expectations by surrendering the M. What's, what's next in that curriculum? E. So the E is going to stand for educate. So we want to educate ourselves as parents first, right? Yeah. Um, we do this by training ourselves. I think, well, I'm a parent. I'm already a parent. Why do I need training on being a parent? It comes from the idea of when you're on an airplane and you're traveling, if there's a drop in um, cabin pressure, you're going to have the masks drop, right? right. Yeah. Who puts the mask on first? the parent, right. so then they can be breathing air to assist the, the <laughs> yeah. others around them, right? Their children or their yeah. spouse or whoever. So it's very much the same way. We want to train and educate um, the couple that is leading the step family. So uh, parent and step parent train themselves to understand what their own expectations are. Cause a lot of times we don't even recognize that we have these expectations. Yeah. yeah. Training to understand it. So then they can turn around train the family unit, right? Yeah. So those are all the kids, whether they're full-time kids, part-time kids, kids coming in and out, adult kids, an hours baby or a glue baby, mm. you know, they're together. Yeah. And, yeah. and so because there's so many dynamics, um, education is key to that. And uh, we really rely on the fruit of the spirit, mm. right? To use this training. Okay. But I will say that as a new stepmom, I did not love his children unconditionally like I loved my daughter. Mm. And- I know a lot of stepmothers and probably stepfathers feel the same way, but with society, we're not allowed to say that. Well, we right. haven't had the same time. Like Steve had his girls from birth, right? Yeah. I hadn't had them from birth. They came in at nine, 12 and, and 14 and a half. Yeah. And so even though I knew them beforehand, I didn't know them to the level that Steve knew them. Yeah. Yeah. And so it doesn't always start with love. It starts with self-control. Okay. Okay. And so if you take the fruit of the spirit, you flip it upside down, you start with self-control and you work your way towards love. Super interested in that. And and I know we're kind of just doing a, a brief overview, but mm -hmm. for those of you that are like, wait, can we talk a little bit more about that? We're actually going to do some follow-up podcasts to with each one of these letters to kind of go in a little bit more detail. Right. Right. And right. so I'm super excited about uh to talk about that. But I but to your point, the right, like again, thinking about how I mentioned at the beginning that this could be very helpful to the children. And it's one of those things I think about where it's like to uh, a, a quote uh, that a uh, developmental psychologist once said is you cannot give your child what you yourself don't already have. Right? right. And so it's like, if you don't know how to navigate this in a healthy way and understand how we're supposed to lead ourselves through this tension and all these, these difficult kind of circumstances, how am I going to help my child navigate through this in a healthy way? And so right. educate, 
by training ourselves and we use kind of the fruit of the spirit. Mm. Uh, so M E R. So what's the, the R? R? Yeah. Uh, R is to recognize. Okay. Okay. Uh, there are some things that we need to recognize actually to also embrace, you know, by, by recognizing, um, aspects of our step family, we can then embrace things. And we talk about in that, we talk about, um, uh, recognizing where you're at within a step family. Yeah. And we talk about three phases. Okay. We talk about a, a crisis phase, a stable phase and a healthy phase. Mm. And within that class, what we want to do is, is by recognizing where we're at, then we can else embrace where we're at, but yeah. then we can, once we've embraced where we're at, we can also then look to bettering our step family so that mm. we can move to another phase. I love that. Yeah. I think about oftentimes when I'm going through a crisis time, like usually I'm like, okay, this is just a season. I'm going to get through this. Right. And so like, I love that, right. Where it's just like, okay, this is, this is where we're at as a step family and we have to embrace that. And, mm -hmm. and then, but have tools also yeah. to kind of navigate. And so, that's important too, yeah. because we do in every class, we want to give tools for people to be able to do that, whether it's in practical tools, practical, practical tools, practical right? Tools. Yeah. Yeah. At night and actually implement. Start working yes. on. Yes. Yeah. We talk a lot about developing your toolbox. That's what yeah. we're trying to do is we're helping people put tools into their toolbox. It's not up to us to take the tools out and use them. Yeah. yeah. We're going to help them fill it, but they've got, they're got to be the ones that, get the tools out and put them to work, put them to right. use. Cool. So M E R G. So get ready. Get ready. Get All right. Ready. Okay. So this, um, this came from the idea of preparing and in a, in a merged family, you need to prepare for the past, the present and the future. Okay. Right. So that sounds like, how do I prepare for the past? It's already in the past. Yeah. Um, there may have been things from your past that are going to pop out of the closet and potentially, uh, influence your family or affect your family in some way in right. the future, right? Yeah. So it's really taking an inventory yeah. of going back and finding out um, what those things may be yeah. and when the time is right, age appropriate, um, et cetera. Those may have to be discussions that you're going to have to have with your children or yeah. your new spouse or your ex-spouse. Um you know, and then uh, we continue to go on to prepare for today. Yeah. Those things that are constantly popping up. And then in the future, we've got weddings and birthdays don't stop and Christmases don't yeah. stop just because the kids are 18. Oh, I, I know I've talked a little bit about Steve, about the get ready thing. And I just even my own experience, I'm like, wow, how helpful would that have been if my parents would have been a little bit more prepared and regulated for themselves instead of having to deal with all the negotiations the day before the week before right the day of right and it's like that that could have influenced um i think there's so many children that would benefit from that getting ready and so there is this sense of like no we're gonna be courageous and we're gonna prepare to help ourselves and our children just have the best experience we possibly can in this unideal situation it's like yeah yeah well in the prepare class too what it really begins to do is it starts to shift our focus away from ourselves yeah and onto our children now yeah. throughout the whole time we're, yeah we're always trying to give a perspective of the children as yeah. well as best as we can yeah we neither of us grew up as stepchildren yeah or merged children <laughs> yeah uh, but uh 
but we we are a step family as as parents, and yep. so we know that perspective. But we don't know the children's as, as well. And so what we've learned from our own kids, we we try to implement as much of that as we possibly can to give a perspective to people about. Look, we need to also take into consideration what the kids are going through yeah. and what they're feeling. But it's really in the prepare class that we really start to get into that more. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's putting the focus on the children makes makes a lot of sense. So get ready. And then E, what's the the final E stands for? So the final E is encourage. Okay. And it's it's uh, it's it's a quicker class. It's a shorter a shorter shorter session within yeah. the class structure, but I think it is a vitally important one. And I think uh, when you think about it, uh, for, as far as encourage, uh, think about it in terms of um, sharing. Yeah. Sharing your story about your life in a step family. Yeah. If you put it in terms of your faith, the more you share your faith, not only are you encouraging others, yeah. but builds encouragement within yourself. For sure. It strengthens yeah. your faith even more, doesn't it? Yeah. So if you think about that in the same terms within our step families, is that when we share our story with other step families, it strengthens and encourages us as well. Yeah. So we want to encourage others, and in the process, we're encouraging ourselves. Mm. I love that. Like I think about how many times when we ourselves are vulnerable about an experience of where we have been and where God has taken us, right? Like it, it really gives encouragement to others. It strengthens others. It also is like a perfect antidote to shame, right? If it's like, mm. I'm alone, I'm, I'm, I've messed up. Right. And then you have respect for a couple like you. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, you have walked the same path that I am. Right. Yeah. And so there is this, this sense of, of encouragement, this just shame killer that it's just like, man. And so I'm again, so excited about what we have to share with all of you out there. Mm. Um, and so Again, if you know, you have loved ones that you know that are in a merged family, a step family, a blended family, especially even if they're kind of in the newer phases of that, um, Arizona Family Counseling, Christian Family Care, we, our, our mission is strengthening families and serving at-risk children in the name of Jesus Christ. And so I'm thinking about like, this is for you. Um, and so please stay tuned. We're going to actually go through a few other podcasts and kind of dive a little bit deeper into each one of these. Um, also stay tuned. We will actually have a course on our family care learning platform platform to kind of take uh, as a family or as a small group um, that you can kind of lead others through. And so uh, we are just so excited. If you find that you are in a step family or blended family and you're in the thick of it and you're struggling. But I want to encourage you also to check out Arizona Family Counseling because we have therapists like Steve that uh, have incredible experience supporting families as they navigate all of the intricacies of marriage life, family life, and we want to support you. Thanks for joining us. Check out uh, the links below and uh, we'll see you next time.